This is a UC Public Policy Channel program from the Goldman School of Public Policy at UC Berkeley. Visit us at www.uctv.tv/public-policy for more discussion on solutions for the good of all. The climate story has been called the mother of all externalities. It's the biggest threat. It's the one that makes housing and the opioid crisis and everything else that deserves our attention looks small because if we can't solve climate we are not going to have the ability to solve everything else and if we don't solve climate for everyone not just make these clean energies available to the rich we don't solve climate because we're going to generate social unrest as the climate gets more and more uninhabitable My laboratory, the Renewable and Appropriate Energy Lab, has a focus on decarbonizing our energy systems, but increasingly we've been working on doing this in a way that promotes social justice. One of the big topics that we focused on the last couple of years was the story of solar power. And overall, the story of solar is great success. Solar prices have fallen, and we've seen this kind of global transition where Solar that we thought was a small part of our potential future only a few decades ago, now we can see being dominated by solar in the long term. We started to utilize larger and larger data sets, partnering with Google and other companies that have done inventories of almost every roof in the United States, and we've looked in detail at who got that solar and who didn't. And the story is depressing. While we've done great in terms of deploying solar in New Jersey and California, it has gone preferentially to the more affluent communities. Even when you control for income, solar is 30 to 40% more common in a white majority community than a Latino, and it can be 60 or 70% more common in a white community than an African American community. And of course, we all know that the best advertising of any new product is your neighbors. And so by not having those initial seeds, it has really pushed this difference along racial lines even when there's no socioeconomic difference. One of the features that's so important is having capital, and that means that we tended to put solar first in richer communities that had the money up front to invest in solar. But the story goes further than that. The next most common mechanism to get solar on rooftops is to take advantage of public mortgage programs. But when we look at the use of FICA scores, which is the primary means to identify potential property owners, those have also been used predatorily to favor white potential landowners than minority landowners. And so what we're seeing is even our non-energy related programs are also discriminating against minorities. We now know a lot of ways to do a much better job. On the one hand, we know not just to target homeowners because they tend to be more affluent. We can target townhouses and we can target whole blocks. And if one roof has better solar, we can install solar for more of the community on one rooftop. In our case, we're building something called the EcoBlock, where we're tying together 40 homes in a larger network and they're going to share the rooftop solar 
and share the storage and even install their own local sanitation system so that from the richest members of the block to the poorest, they can all share in that story. So that's one narrative which is emerging only now that solar and storage have become inexpensive. One of the things that keeps me going is the number of new connections between the energy projects I started on 30 years ago and bigger social questions. So the more the climate problem looks large and complicated and hairy and hard to solve, the more it starts to touch other parts of our story. We're never going to solve, for example, the climate problem without solving the housing problem because the poorer you are, the further you have to drive to find a place you can afford to live. One way to solve that is to make our energy system more distributed, to make our vehicles cleaner, so that we make the clean energy economy more and more equitable. And that, at one level, allows us to address the climate problem, but on the other level allows us to reach other parts of our social story, the dynamic around our infrastructure. And so while the climate story itself is very depressing in terms of how little we've done given how good the technology is, the upside is that we're now at a point where we can think about leapfrogging to clean energy for all, and we can leapfrog to electric vehicles for all. We can focus in on these big questions for which we know they're part of the climate story, but for a long time we thought of them as separate issues. And so that's really how I keep myself excited, and I hope to inspire the students because they can have such a large impact by making clean energy their tool in not only the climate fight, but also the social justice.